All right, everyone, all you beautiful freaks and geeks, blurs, nerds, and others, you are listening to an episode of Keeping Up With The Jones. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review Show. We'll be going over Jessica Jones Season 2 on Netflix, one of Marvel's, I guess, flagship programs? I don't know. But um, you all know me, Carefree Black Nerd, Rain Coleman. You can find me here uh, <laughs> in this feed, carefreeblacknerd.com and all that good shit. But more importantly, I have a very, very special guest slash co-host slash comic enthusiast, whatever. Uh, go ahead, sir. Introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Charnel. You know, I am a host of a few shows. My fa- my first show is uh, What About Your Friends? Uh, is Everything Taking Up Space in Your Head? My true crime show, What Did You Do? And my fanboy show, Boys Love Beyonce. And I'm just really happy to be here right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, I my thing is when I saw him in that bathroom with the door cracked, I was like, okay, maybe he climbed in through the window. Come to find out, he came in through the front door. So what would have happened if that white man had to walk into the bathroom or saw him coming out of his trailer? I, I'm so not protective. I'm so uh, my awareness is heightened. I'll just say that for lack of a better term. When it comes to brown people on screen. Mm-hmm. Especially in shows like this, because I just knew something was gonna happen to him. Now it didn't, but uh, I don't know. I'm just no, I, I'm frustrated. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, and it's just one. It's it's one of those things where we're in places where you have no power, also, and mm-hmm. it has nothing to like. If he, they were on the streets of New York, where mm-hmm. there's tons of eyes and tons of ears, where people will, will, especially with brown people, will stop and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what's happening?" Something right. went sideways, mm-hmm. as opposed to you being on a set where you're not employed, where the man who who is rich and yes. has the influence to, you know, he, we saw that when he was like, "Get these files." He was like, "Dope, I can get these files for you after you've threatened me." Yes, like. This man has power. The people on the set have power. They have standing. Like you brought him into this place where he doesn't matter. Where Patsy will always matter in these mm-hmm, kind of situations. Mm-hmm. And, and like so now, so he he again is always one of those people. I'm putting I'm putting you out there to possibly be cut off or cut down. Yeah. Because I have goals. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my god. Because even and what I was thinking, I said maybe I'm thinking too deep. But I thought, okay, he's going to get caught by that man. <laughs> He's going to get arrested, and they're going to pull up his drug-using past and the yeah. shit that happened to him in season one. Clearly, it didn't happen that way, but I'm thinking, like, I, this is feasible. You know, a brown kid gets murdered by the police, and all of a sudden, he he smoked weed in the third grade, so he had it coming. And this is mm-hmm. in our day-to-day life, so forgive me for kind of, uh, what did you call that, um... I guess putting that idea onto this show or um, projecting that lived in experience that we have every single day onto this show. It just made me very anxious seeing him with that white woman in that scene. (laughs) Well, nothing is, like I said, nothing is, uh, nothing is absolved, like, you know, kind of free of, you know, criticism, excuse me. Nothing is, you know, free from, you know, speculation or scrutiny when it comes to media and the highly portrayed black people. Every show, no matter how much we love it, um, is a problem. Like I am low key afraid of Infinity War only because yes. I know, that, you know, like yeah, Ryan Coogler has all the all the directors are like executive producers and everything yeah. on the movies because of that reason yeah. to make sure all their characters are handled right. Yeah, but like <clears throat> I'm still like sitting here like yo, 
they're gonna have this massive life <laughs> right in this Wakandan country, which we have seen, mm. uh, you know, is thriving and beautiful yes. and full of rambunctious and talented and creative and intelligent people, um, and a sense of togetherness that I feel like if you put interject all this whiteness, it's gonna like blow that up somehow. And I'm like, please don't. And again, even though I'm gonna watch it, like I'm still afraid for it. You're allowed yes. to be protective of our yes. of our people, even if it's fictional. Absolutely, like, because Absolutely. it happens all the time. Um, what was I going to say? Another pullover moment, but did you see Love, Simon? Uh, I did not see it. I've seen the previews. I planned on seeing it, but spoil it if you need to. That's fine. Spoilers oh, for that too, listeners. If, if uh, you... Spoilers for Love, Simon if you haven't seen Love, Simon. Mm. But this is another uh, point where you're watching like life or art imitate life, and I think accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, uh, have you ever read the book either? No? Well, I, I heard the synopsis of the book, which seemed entirely different from the previews. That's what right. made me want to see the movie. Okay. Well, go ahead. So, Speak on that then. Okay, so oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Simon <laughs> is in the closet, you know, gets outed by the end of the movie and is out and gay at the end of the movie. But from the first four minutes of the film, the way it starts is that we meet Simon walking in with his friends. Mm-hmm. And from the jump, we see a very kind of effeminate, kind of, what do you say, like, what's the word? Visually queer black person. Okay, okay. In the high school who is being berated by two straight dudes, being insulted by two straight dudes, which mm-hmm. you know, as much as many queer people have to do, <clears throat> has learned to protect himself. Yeah. You know, by you know, coming back with a quick yes, with a quick yes, word, a quick, quick read, read yes. like oh. <laughs> but the fact that nobody else protects him bothers me. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, there's a scene where now that Simon's been outed, um, those two guys are making fun of Simon and the, the gay black kid's name is Ethan, yeah. making fun of them. And at that moment, everyone seems like they're all of a sudden galvanized to stand up. Of course. Up. Of course. And like, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, in real life, like. How often is that for queer black people that when something goes wrong with us, no one stands up and they expect us to pull ourselves up and defend ourselves and fend for ourselves? But the minute that someone yes. you, that someone says something towards a white gay person or mentions their queerness, everybody wants to stand up and be a warrior for them. And it's just like Absolutely. that. I don't even think that was intentional. Mm-hmm. I think they were just trying to draw like drudge up, you know, compassion yeah. for Simon. Mm-hmm. But it was like so real. So when I think about like think about even like that, I didn't let that movie slide by with it. So <laughs> when you have like the, like things you want to enjoy and things you just kind of want to be in the moment for, yeah. like you're not nothing is exempt. That's what I've been looking for from those from those feelings because as brown people, this is our life. Absolutely, this is what yes. we do it every day. So we're sitting here like, why is this always a thing? And yes. I, and no one took that away from the. I went through Twitter timelines and comments on Facebook. No one took what I took away from that movie at that moment. Okay, like, okay. Oh, everyone's so brave, and I'm like, you need to do right by our black characters all oh the time, God. and care enough about them in real life as well. With, so it was. <laughs> oh, you you said a mouthful, and I I I co-sign all it. I ain't even seen the movie. I don't care. I still co-sign that. <laughs> as it's just, I feel like, and it's and I'm. Oh, it's so easy because black people have to do this all the time. We always have to see ourselves in other people. Um, Molly Ringwald wrote an article about kind of, and I may get this wrong, but charge to my head, not my heart, about how do you um, come to terms with the idea that your resume, the things that you've done over your childhood and early adulthood, the movie she made, 
are very much problematic when looking when looked at through a lens of 2018 and forward. And she made the comment that there was a black gay man who was like, oh my God, thank you so much for the Breakfast Club. And she couldn't understand, like, how in the hell, you know, you weren't represented at all in that. But the fact is, we have to do that. We always have to do that. See ourselves where there are no traces of us. We have to assign a race to cartoon characters who may be blue, like Skeeter, which he's black. You can't tell me he ain't black. (laughs) So it's just like, this is something we have to do, something that you haven't. I said all that to say, how hard is it for you if I'm a white woman and I'm writing um, Jessica Jones and I write in a black character? Why wouldn't I just say, okay, I want to write in a black sex worker. I may not know any, but I do know black women. Let me see about reaching out to a black woman. Does this seem like it's right? Would you give me some pointers on this? It's that simple. And it's like, it it doesn't happen. Malcolm. You know what's wild? Uh, go ahead. <laughs> you know what's wild about Jessica Jones is one of the pulls from this season was that every episode was directed by a woman. <laughs> and I'm going to venture to say that most of them were white. I'm sure. But it's, but it's just, it's amazing to me like that, even like, again, that white sisterhood, and I, far be it for me to speak on feminism and womanhood, because I can't. Mm-hmm. But like, I just figured that even in that moment, when at a time where the, the political, socio-political climate is so charged mm-hmm. that you'd want to do right by characters. You'd want to do right, even if they're menial, even if they're not important. Mm-hmm. And even if characters that don't matter, like Inez, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like that that go on to be important, you'll see that too, like yeah. Art Brown. Yeah. You know, things like that. Like people, um, any other super-powered being that we see, like the fucking wizard, which is a real kind. He, he could have <laughs> been real. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Because <laughs> he frustrated me, and that's the thing. I was like, oh, I know this has to be an actual character from the books, but regardless to what he looks like in the comics, he could have been a person of color. Though his storyline was pretty short, well, physically, I'm sure there were ramifications later on yeah. by his presence, but he could have been played by a person of color, by, like it, or a trans person. Anything, it's... There's a, there's a lot of things that could happen. Um, and I would love to see some trans representation in like the Marvel shows. And there's no, and <clears throat> this is not me, you know, pigeonholing trans women into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any kind of sex worker category. But there is a lot of times where sex workers get referenced in these shows without yeah. us having to really call them out as sex workers. Because if yeah. you walk through Hell's Kitchen, <clears throat> if yeah. you walk through um, any part of Manhattan at night the way they do. Yeah. You'll see women kind of just kind of laundering, you know, kind of yeah. hanging on cars. Like the next time you watch Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. look in the background and see what's happening. Yeah. They're they're aware of that. They'll let you think that, oh, that's a prostitute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. No, you good. <laughs> <clears throat> I've been getting over a cold. But it's just it's like they once they get them on screen, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind like having like have Give me, give me like a trans person in a as a waitress or as yes. a bartender, yes. or like don't even put them as a sex worker. But like, if you're gonna talk, if you're gonna knock on the doors of what's happening right now and what reality is, yeah. then have people represented in all those. You can't go to New York and constantly only see white, white people and conventionally <clears throat> attractive like, white people. Like I would love. Don't get me wrong. I love. I love an ugly dude. Like I love a dude. <laughs> like a dude. So like, if you find, I, I can find attractiveness in almost anything. Okay. You don't have to give me every time I see them. They don't have to be Matt Bomers and, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's his name, Mike uh, Coulter's and things like that. Yeah. Like, you can give me, like somebody who's got some weight on them. Give me yeah. something. Like, 
Like, I love, um, what's his name Foggy. from Daredevil? Foggy. I love Foggy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Foggy, he's so sweet. He's and I, I, I just find things about Foggy. I'm like, Foggy is mine, <laughs> you know? So I'm thinking, like, give us character. And, and that's what I'm saying. Foggy is, like, he's a character. He's fully fleshed out. Yes. He's important. And he doesn't look like everybody else. But exactly. every important character has to be sexy. Which, and I'm like, uh, even Kristen Ritter, who is beautiful. Like, yeah. she knows she's a be- as Jessica Jones comes off as very kind of average above average which <laughs> in the comics she is slightly um heavier she's not mm-hmm. obese uh by white women's standards but she is heavier she has like love handles she's a bit older than Kristen Ritter is like she is a person who came into her powers and had a full um teenage early 20s superhero career but she's now an older woman who's a detective who just happens to have powers so Kristen Ritter is great at this role, but yeah. she's very attractive and small. She, she's an she's an attractive and small woman, and like even like, and she doesn't look like black. Old black folks have a saying like, "Thank God I don't look like the hell I've been through." <laughs> like yes. Jessica Jones has been through hell and back, and somehow is snatched and perched Still. and cinched yes. at every point. And I'm like, there's not, there's no scars. Like she heals yes. quicker than other people, but there are no, there's no scarring. There's no like scar tissue. There's no puffiness. Mm-hmm. Like she, for someone who drinks that much whiskey look, to be that thin. I Look, I you can't <laughs> give her a prosthetic little belly or something like. It's a little much. Yeah, she she, be, she ain't gotta uh, be large. Right, right, right. But like she, things like that. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, this show is odd. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with this show, much like a lot of others. And it's my your... favorite, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you said that, hell. So, I don't know, <laughs> but to your point of, again, not pigeonholing trans women into the sex worker role, there's a whole movie, Tangerine, that was shot on an iPhone yes. about two brown, black, uh, trans sex workers. That, you... And... I guess it might come down to saying, oh, well, you don't want to hire all these people for such and such. Well, why would you want to half-ass when you're making this movie or this show and you have this budget? Like, how hard is it to say, hey, uh, oh, and forgive me for not remembering their names, but, you know, main characters in Tangerine, take a look at this. Do you think this would be a good one? Or should have one of them come on and be a waitress or a sex worker or a cab driver or a steward? Ah, The woman in the radio. Like, even if more important... Like roles, not even important to the show, but important to everyday life. Yeah, like yeah. have them like though that the uh, who's the woman, the assistant, the yeah, uh, production lady. assistant in the yeah. radio station. Mm-hmm. Like be that person. Um, who's one of the women in the law firm that uh, that Hogarth and whatever and whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's so easy just to put them there and all these characters that could be anybody mm-hmm. that could literally mm-hmm. be anyone of any mm-hmm. color. They always default them. Um, the only other person I could think of in terms of diversity was Chang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that motherfucker was okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He was fine as shit. <laughs> was oh, and I, this is the thing. I didn't that say. I'm, I mean, he's. I said was, but well, he's is but alive. yeah, he is. <laughs> like, but I the the reason I focus on him, um, piggybacking off of you, is that right. when, traditionally. When you've seen an Asian man on screen, if it wasn't like a Kung Fu movie from way back in the day, he's always the comic relief. He's the nerdy, getting pushed around, horny, small dick Asian guy. 
I'm like seeing things like Into the Badlands and um, Lewis Tan with his oh Lewis Tan is fine as hell. Who was uh, the drunken uh, person who fought Danny Rand in um, Iron Fist season one? But seeing all of these Asian men who are essentially alpha males or uh, being presented more um, more like you would a white man in a James Bond film. That I love that. Now. He's, I don't. I don't yeah. went on Instagram and looked up Lewis Tan, and I'm like, Lewis, wait a minute. This motherfucker. When I tell you he should have been Iron Fist, and I stand by that still to this day. Everybody's like, oh, well, Iron Fist is historically a white man. No, yes, he is, but at his core, it's a story of a person who is American displaced in an Asian nation. Lewis Tan is half white and half Asian. He could have played an Asian American who was displaced in this country that he knew nothing about, though he looked like these people. It's the same story. He just don't have blonde hair. But I digress. Again. No, I, I, I believe you, and I agree. I think there's so many so many uh, times where Asian men have been desexualized mm-hmm. all the time or depower, depowered in the terms of like social power yes. uh, and social capital goes. And it gets annoying on screen, where it's like you, even in person. I don't know how many Asian men you know personally. I'm not going to venture a guess, <laughs> but I'm thinking like if in the nerdosphere we tend to meet a lot. Um, <laughs> so, but where they where they are good looking people and they are active, athletics. Uh, they are smart, but they're mm-hmm. also laughing. Some of them are some of them are just corny and yes. dumb and fun. And so yes. there's so many other um, there's just so many other ways to portray them other than either like really good fighters or really horned up little people. Yeah. And I like seeing Chang being like even the, <laughs> just had that really good line when Jane was like, you know, I never take no for an answer, and she was yeah. like, oh, how rapey of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that was a yeah, but that was a good one. Was so assertive. Yes. Um, and play and plays on that throughout the time we see him. Every time we see him, it's like I asked you to do something. Why yes. isn't it being done? Yes. And even then, the white women he's going to for help are still the ones telling him, "Uh, who are you talking to?" <laughs> right, right, right. Oh god. So, like again, our intim- imitating life, maybe not even un- maybe unintentionally, but yeah. it's, I don't know. I do like that. I do love seeing a strong Asian man. Um, I I do like, but in general, I like seeing a. A variety of bodies, yes. types, and sizes, and personalities mm-hmm. amongst all people of color mm-hmm. in general. But it's always nice to see when you see Asian men typically being X, Y, and Z. I like to see them as just you know what's V. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. True. Yeah. That motherfucker. Even with his arm in a sling or cast or whatever, he still was like a sexy ass Asian man. Like he had a t-shirt on and some jeans and a a sling with like blood on his face. And I was still like, okay. Like, let me look that up. Let me just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he was smart. IMDb, I said, who is this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was very much, uh, in these first four episodes, an interesting um, an interesting character. I like... Okay, I like even his uh, his fight with Jessica at his offices yes. when um, he was with that black man, which, by the way, I thought she was going to uncover that that black man was his lover with that dog. Right. I was Same. Like, I was, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> but even that fight between them, it was just like, he was, I could very well see a white man in that role or that role having been written for a white man and he filled it out just fine. Like, that was yeah. great. And that fight was dope, too. Like, I like the fact that he's like, oh, you know, he thought he really could take Jessica. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, nigga, don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't the do this. The boldness of, of this Asian man. He was just like, Oh, you think I'm afraid of you? Like you should be. I'm like, do you know who you fucking with? Like, <laughs> do you know what she's like capable that. of? Um, but even like going into that, like the 
the uh, how like shiesty he was. Yes. Like we never see we they always see Asians as like the uh, tacticians of behind like a computer screen. Yeah. But the yeah. fact that he was like he had his little tendrils on like on the underlying part of the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like sending his friend. I think that was episode like four. Uh-huh. When he sent his friend to go like ransack Jessica's apartment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like he like him finding trying to find every angle every way to kind of like usurp power from Jessica. Mm-hmm. From the jump, from yeah. trying to buy her out from to this, like sending his <laughs> his tax info, like when he sent over his taxes, his um time in the war, his college degree. I was like, God damn, this nigga is serious. Like he's like, you can look for anything you want, you won't find anything that's not already. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that shit. He, oh god, that motherfucker. He, what's his name? Um, Chang. What's his last name? Is it? I want to say Pernice, and I know that's not it. Um, whatever it is, Chang, yeah. yeah, that motherfucker is. He's bad. Um, He's a bad man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I found it funny when, and I'm sure this was intentional. But during that fight, he whooped her ass mentally, though she beat him up physically. Right. He was just like, okay, I know you. Um, just he pretty much he was reading her ass, and he was letting her know, Let yeah, her you fucked it. up. Yeah, your family fucked up. You ain't shit. Um, <laughs> it's you know something. Oh, I can't remember the line, but he, the ending was like, yeah, and um. Uh, you know, do you not have anyone you care about or have you ran all of them away or something? Yeah. And I was like, okay, you, you did that brother. You whooped her ass. She might've knocked mm-hmm, your ass out. Get this work. So. Right, 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 right. God damn. But I, I, I loved him. Um, what is it? How do you feel about, because I think, yeah, it's episode four where he sends Nick and we've got that, um, where people start disappearing. So, Kozlov has died in that weird accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is gone? First of all, can we talk about Jessica fighting someone in a wheelchair? Like, <laughs> Yo, oh, that was that was next. I was like, it was under um, uh, diversity, but then like, ooh, that was that was cringy was a little bit. Color, right? He was like Hispanic or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, and, and, it, and he was and differently able. Yeah. So, but when he when this nigga pulled out that. It a wasn't child. even a yeah, and like clipped her ass, and <laughs> like he did that stance, and it, it's not funny because he's in a wheelchair, but it was like instinct that that you that stance you get in when you about to fight. He did the same right. thing from that wheelchair. I was like, oh, he he don't know who he fucking with, but he's gonna whoop her ass as much as he possibly can. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I really he's enjoyed done this that. Before. This is yes, a- <laughs> yes. Oh. But I love that scene because I wanted to see that. Um, but just that. Like the idea, because you you haven't seen all the things that happened, but the idea that now there is a a villain, you yeah. know, like there is somebody out there like murdering people. But yeah. are they even a villain? Because what they're doing is they're they're tying up loose ends from IGH. Yes. 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 So it's like now you have not only is Jessica kind of fighting herself, mm-hmm. um, but now she's got something actively working against her as well. That's not like Chang. Right, it's right, right. Pers- it's not even personal. So, like, yeah. how do you feel about that now that you have, like, a fully-fledged, like, dangerous I, villain? Not- I love it. I love it because I think I like it for the detective aspect. Um, I default to Batman all the time because he's, quote-unquote, the world's greatest detective. But Jessica Jones is an active detective. Like, every episode is like she's getting a new case or getting further in a case she already has. So you have this this kind of um, uh, race against time where you're getting evicted, you're trying to wrap up these cases, you have your trauma from the past, and now you have a actual big bad who's not controlling you mentally, who one who can actually kill you and has been ki- I like 
that's what I really like about this show. It's so much going on. They balance it well, but having all of this real world shit and then adding in this danger monster element is like yeah. an amazing horror movie. I love it. I and it's not. It. It's. I can't wait to. I don't know when you want to do the next part of this, but like I cannot wait for it to fuck you up. Like, yeah. Because it is going to see. And it's it's crazy the way they go with it. It's yeah. really out of control. And not only that, but you talked about all the things like getting evicted. But the other side of this is that Jessica ha- again is looking for like companionship that isn't. Uh huh. Hey. Hey. Jessica's looking for companionship in different ways, too. Like, her friends are kind of falling out on her because she's treating them like shit, but also because she's dealing with a lot. Um, but the super, Oscar, who... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. That mother, he can get it, too. Uh, look, I'll sleep with the whole cast. No, but... Right. <laughs> but Oscar, who we meet right away because Jessica moves the fridge for him. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, struggling. She's just like, look, I need to get by, and just, like, drops it. <laughs> I like that. I want more scenes like that. That was I. I love that scene actually. But and yeah. everything, like everything about their relationship, felt real. And like the fact that he had, like, we meet somebody with that's not like a passing, you know, yes. dislike of powered people, but mm-hmm. an act, a person who has influence over yes. her yes. in a way that no one else really has. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to evict you because I'm going to find because I don't like you. And then we learn that you know he was on parole. And yeah. He's yeah. got his little son. What's his name? Vito. Yes, that that's a cute little boy. Yes, he <laughs> exactly. he he looks like Rosario Dawson to me a little yes. bit, and I'm hoping. Okay, okay, because I was like, oh, I hope he I don't. Does. He seem looks, he looks racist, like, but I don't know if she has kids. But if <laughs> yeah, that got to be one of them. That'd be that got up. If, if Claire somehow still finds a way to connect to them. <laughs> Good lord, yes. This oh god, she. Wait, oh, but you made it to eleven. Okay, so never mind. I was like, damn, that bitch and everything. But no, yeah. She, um, or I, I haven't seen her. Maybe she's been looking in the background. This look, look with Simpson. You know, goddamn it! Uh, yeah. I like that aspect of it, and I love the real. Like, I just feel like a lot of shows, their the stakes are super high. Yeah. So when you do Iron Fist in the hand and how they're doing with this mythical, magical things, where yeah. it's things somewhat unbelievable. Yeah. Um, with Daredevil, with everything is like you know I'm preparing you for a war that's coming and you don't know what war is coming and it's like yeah. the hand and all this stuff like it seems so much bigger than life that the stakes can't possibly be that high because it's New York City yeah. and there are police officers and we have like military like there's nothing that's gonna happen that that can't be stopped yeah but with Jessica Jones like we get like the fact that she's losing family and loved ones behind you know her trauma mm-hmm. but also Oscar who is dealing with a custody battle and yes is, you know, liking Jessica now like. It's uh, all these things, you know, having him to have to deal with the fact that he didn't like powered people. Yeah. And now reconciling that because now a powered person has done something for him, mm-hmm, i.e. Mm-hmm. racism. Yeah. I like you now because you serve a purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got to Like, you know, likey Jessica. And I'm like, all these things where everyone's dealing with like real world shit mm-hmm. makes me so happy. Yeah. Like, I think that's, and that, again, I think that's why Jessica Jones is my favorite show is because you can't, like, it looks like my life. If I scroll through my text feed <laughs> right now, I can find at least one person dealing with all those things. Yes, yes, and yes. It's not far from home. And it's just like Daredevil is just too whiny, lovey dovey for me. Punisher, I haven't watched yet, but I'm sure it's like emotional. It's good. It's, I've only made it through two episodes because I have so much to record and so much to watch, but. I, that's one show where I was going to do a show on it, but I was like, okay, let me just enjoy something. And they, those first two episodes were damn good. So I, I think, 
I think it, it might be my it. it might be my like go to tonight because I have nothing else going on <laughs> after this. So I'm thinking like I might just kind of huddle up. It's cooling down in my apartment now. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right. You know, oh. settle up. I'll order some, get some Uber Eats, and see how see where the night takes Fancy. me. Fancy, mm, I gotta. You know me, some. like to waste my money, so <laughs> <laughs> could just make something. <laughs> I want pancakes. I've been craving pancakes all day. Oh, I went to brunch earlier, uh, and I didn't get pancakes, and it bothered me. So I'm how thinking, did you, like, did you get a mimosa at least? Did you? I had, I had some mimosas. Okay. Um, I everyone's ordering bottomless ones, but I was like, "Look, I got homework. I got to record this. I'm not trying to be like <laughs> bugs talking to you." Um, but I had a, I had a couple. I had a couple. Okay, good deal. Um, good deal. But I had like a, a, a like a bacon and egg cheeseburger thing. So okay. Okay. it was delicious. I'm a little hungry now. No, <laughs> right? It's, it's it's dinner time, so you got some time to get it. <laughs> look, oh, I am starving, but look, I don't want to go there. I'm fat boys just... love food. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing that I also liked about Oscar is when we first are introduced to him, he has what I only assume, I think it's his brothers or uncles with him who were like helping him move his stuff in. And they weren't like this stereotypical, oh, Mexicans always, you know, a cheap to help you move. It was like, because, um, the little boy, he spoke to them in a way that felt familiar. It didn't feel like. Um, this is a stranger, somebody we paid. I could right. be wrong, but that's the way I perceived it is that these were family members that was helping him move. And it wasn't just stereotypical. These are the Mexicans from Home Depot or something. It felt right. real. So yeah, we, I think we both, I think both of us want to read it like that because we're looking for that too. Okay. Um, okay. As you know, as black folks, but I think that you're right. It, it felt like as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, Oh, brothers yeah <laughs> like, they, right right we didn't see it as like oh these are you know typical Mexicans. like i'm sure oscar even if they were brothers i'm sure oscar got some boys yeah. who are friends and yeah. like they know my son and they love my son and it was right. like this whole thing. i like i love i love his mom like, oh you haven't seen his mommy yet but i, love I saw mom. her yelling that's what i saw i saw her yes. yelling when that motherfucker almost fell out the window uh, yeah, yeah, and that I was like, "Oh, this this motherfucker is she's fine as hell." And I, but I, I was like, "Okay, you got pay attention to actually what's going on." But yeah, I think that's about where I stopped. But I was like, "Okay, I want to see more of her. I want more of this she, woman." She's wild, and it's, okay, she's wild in the way that you expect, you know, somebody in a custody battle to be wild. Okay, yeah, because like, can you like, see this shit? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. So it's like everything about that family, everything about this season is so real. It's so grounded. Um, like I said, as we get further into the season, you're going to see how mostly taxing everything becomes, even with the Oscar <laughs> shit. Okay, so okay. I'm like, yo, all of this and everything is connected mm. in a way. And the fact that she knows Oscar and the fact that she, that she, knows, she knows that she gets to know Vito, mm-hmm. like all these things play parts in okay. the further episodes. And it's okay. like... And Vito is adorable in general. Like I think yes. Vito was like, "Do you know Captain America?" Like he yes. was so he was so yes. open to embrace Jessica right away. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I love that. It was everything about him was just so cute. And she's like, "Yeah, kids." Like you can right, tell. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> and he's yes. like, he's that annoying kid, like the snot nosed kid that's always looking to get picked up. Yes, and absolutely. Jessica's like no. Uh huh. Uh huh. He. I. I lo- he. He's Everything. so innocent. He like when he busted her door and was like, "Yeah, you saw my room. Can I see yours?" It's like, yours? "Oh, you're <laughs> such a fucking child," but I love it. Yes, he. <laughs> it was perfect, and it's it's the contrast that Jessica needs. Yeah, 
and she because she won't get it with every other character because every other character is trying to match her trying to understand her Mm -hmm. and Vito is just the purest person on the show Mm -hmm. and she is probably the darkest person on the show so (laughs) it's the fact that watching them like you know communicate and it's so awkward and even then she like uses him (laughs) like Hey, yeah, show me. Want to show me? Um, want to show me your room? <laughs> Let's do this. And like, <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Like, it's just like back and forth, like the light and the dark, and it just yes. it worked for me. I love Vito, and he's he's he plays a better role. He does. He's just yeah. the sweetest kid is. ever. <laughs> and I'm I'm so happy to see. Um, and because I'm I don't I'm not one who champions being black, and that's it. I do like that we got a little kid who is of color, but he. It, we don't have to default to him just being black. That was a nice, cute little kid who can act. And what right. I've seen so far has been playing his role and doing a really good job. Like, I, I like him. And I want to see more of him. And I want to see more of him in things other than Jessica Jones. Like, that would right. be dope I'm sure well. he's gonna. I'm sure this is going to get his name out there. Yeah. People are going to be like, oh, I need to know who this little kid is. Yeah. In about 15 years, we're going to see him. He's going to be the next, like, big thing. He's going to be the next. Uh, who's the guy I'm thinking about right now? Um, fuck. He was just in the movie I was talking about, Nick Robinson. Like people like that, people who are in these movies, like that Timmy Chamelay. Okay, shit like yeah, that. yeah. Like yeah. I want, I want little, like I want. First of all, everyone, we we would like to see pretty people. Everybody likes good looking. <laughs> right, but right. I would love for us to have that too. Like I think that brown people are so deprived of those like up and coming young stars, yes. starlets. Yep. Yep. Don't get. Mm-hmm. Like we get like like uh, Zendaya, who is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. Zendaya is not that great of an actress, and I'm 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 not afraid to say it. Yeah, okay. She's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, who's uh, Alexandra Ship? Yeah, it's problematic and just takes any job you throw at her. Have you seen the Tragedy Girls? No, I haven't. Don't is it a tragedy. But, okay, dude, they put her in this terrible like Party City wig, oh, and and she was just like, I'll take this because you're paying me. Shitty me. <laughs> but like. But the, but they're not regarded in the same ways that like um, Shailene Woodley was on um, mm-hmm. that Cara DeVinay girl, mm-hmm. uh, like Nick Robinsons of the world. Like they're just not held to the same like up on the same like pedestal, yes, so, mm-hmm. same light. And it would be nice to see this. So I would let I would hope that this kid in like 10, 15 years yeah. is that kid where we're looking at him like yo, like we got a young up and comer like he's about to kill the game, yes, right? Yes, now. yes. So, like we get the Jennifer Lawrence's of the world and shit Good like that. Lord. Fuck them. Like yes. these these mediocre ass people who are yes. nobodies. Like, so I'd rather like. So you're right. I would love to see him in more things, just so he builds his little resume up. Yes, yes. So that yes. when it comes time for him to graduate high school and he's like, I'm trying looking for that big project. Yeah. That it doesn't take a Ryan Coogler or an Ava DuVernay to look yeah. at him and say yes. But I want like a James Cameron maybe, and like a Steven Spielberg to look at him and say, you know what, I want him yes. to play this. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it would. So bad. <laughs> oh God! But in, but also with the rise of um, indie uh, entertainment, from web series to independently shot movies, and right. even like web comics, like there's there's a market there as well. But again, you want to get the Grammys and the Oscars and all that good shit because those are the things that do boost your salary when it comes to more projects down the line. Uh, right. So I, I hope he's not relegated to just something that. Like, don't stop here. I don't want his IMDb to say Jessica Jones, and that's it. So I will, I hope he has like a like a, a mother run Twitter I can tweet at today and be like, yes. "Boy, I'm pulling for you. Don't you dare fucking disappoint me." <laughs> at all, shit. We are all rooting for you. Like we Tyra. stand. Like <laughs> absolutely. And that's that's another thing that 
I don't understand why we don't get representation because motherfuckers understand that blacks and people of color, like you said, stand for ourselves, especially for our babies and for our women. And just the fact Black Panther did numbers and that. And still doing numbers. Still doing numbers. Theaters yet. (laughs) That's it. Just. Oh, God. So you don't you. And I've said this before. Don't ask me what show it was on. It was whatever. Check <laughs> check the feed and find out. But I've said it before that people who always say black people don't sell, women don't sell, uh, Asians don't sell. You say all this, but then when it comes to promotional material, you put women and black people and Asians and people of color on the front or somewhere in the mind's eye so that you know, I'm going to go see this movie because uh, Ryan Coogler did it. Or I'm going to go see it because this little brown face is in it and then they're not in the film that much you know so it happens so much but you're in the same breath we're going to say oh well this don't sell well why the fuck are the they even on the um the promotional material then if it don't sell right you understand that we do stand for these things and we do consume entertainment more or um at volume more than white people i believe like, with the uh, percentage of us existing in America, whatever. All, yeah. We we watch a lot of movies and TV shit. That's what I'm saying. But you and won't. Oh, God. <clears throat> everything. 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 We drive everything. Like, you, like pe- people don't even realize that, like, you, like, white folks go so far out of their way to be like us. Yes. And have what we have. Because we have this natural rhythm, this natural flow, this natural way of being that can't be taught. It can't be taught in acting school or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of impersonated. It has to be done by us. Mm-hmm. And you see that in things like Black Panther. You see that in things like Girls Trip, where mm-hmm. people are going to be like, you know what? Like, that's something we could never do. Absolutely. Like, they had, like, the bad, what was that? That bad, that rough mom. night or whatever with Scarlett Yeah, Johansson. trash, uh, white Girls Trip, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But we see that every, that's that's Saturday nights down here in Iowa, Connecticut. I can't oh, remember cool. where you are here. Oh, Dallas, you're, Texas, huh? Yeah, you're Texas. But I see a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. But that's downtown every Saturday night. That's that's not a rough night. That's a Saturday. Like, we, <laughs> like yes, yes. So like when we see things like Black Panther doing well, mm-hmm. and not only and we know that by percentage it's not us that is boosting these numbers. It's the fact that we stand for it. Yes. That we were free promotion. That mm-hmm. we went to work every day and said, "I hope y'all got your Black Panther tickets." And yes. everyone's like, "Why? Why the fuck? Is we need to care about a Black Panther ticket." Uh-huh. And then they went and googled that shit and like, "Oh, this looks good. I might take Karen to go see this." Shit. Right, right, right. And then they went and saw it and then they told their friends about it. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we made shit work. And the fact that this movie blew every other one of these long-standing ass movies mm-hmm. out of the water, mm-hmm. and it's specifically black. Yes. Like it's 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 aggressively absolutely. I think that's and fair. Yeah, everyone's doing. I'm seeing Saudi Arabia lifted ban, lifted a 35 year ban to see this movie for this. Like uh. not, not because Avatar came out. Not because Wolf of Wall Street came out, so not because The Revenant came out, because yes. Black Panther. Yes, came out. yes. They're yes. like, we need to do this. We all need to see this. Oh, <laughs> God. That's proof enough that you need to, at the very least, get people of color in your writer's room. If you're writing a show about four white women, put some black women, put some Asian women, put some Hispanic women in that fucking writer's room and watch the gold that you get. Like, yo, talk about. I'm so excited for the live action Mulan. Can I tell you how? <laughs> Listen, look, I'm sick. Okay, go ahead. Yes. God damn it. Yes. Like, who is it? It's Jet Li. And who's the other woman? I just read the article the other day. They just got, to, they got signed on. And I'm like, yo, 
this movie is gonna be so Asian, and I'm so excited for it. Like, and you know, and you know they're gonna come out, and because of, I'm gonna come out, Look. because who doesn't fucking love Mulan? Who, <laughs> who doesn't? Right. Story. So like that movie, I I'm I'm hoping that again. It's not. I hate being that person, mm-hmm. um, because you always see like Latinos and things like that who are like, well, when are we gonna get our Black Panther? And yeah, people yeah. like you know that Asians aren't even saying that shit, but right now they're looking at Mulan like, okay, so next year we're gonna fuck yes. this up, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. I want that so bad. Yes. Like, I want this Asian woman to be lifted up in the same way that every like it's gonna be so dope. Yes. And I, you don't give me anything. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Like give me Mulan and that's it, Disney. Yes. Like yes. Well, obviously Avengers Four, but Look, give me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so excited for that. For that fact that people are gonna see the power of having Asian actors, Asian mm-hmm. writers, Asian mm-hmm. directors. Like give us that. You're like let us tell our stories from a more authentic and realistic yes. point of view. Yes. Yes. But it's not. You, like the word you use, it's not so cerebral. It's visceral. It's not something you read out of a book and put on paper. It's something that we felt, that we've seen, yes. that we've experienced, and it become it shows in the actors you choose. It shows in the way you angle, the lights you put on people, yes, the yes. tone of scenes. Like it shows, and it sells. Like so, I can't uh, give black people, give brown people, <laughs> give people color. Yes. I am so excited for all the things that are coming. Oh my god! Who are you telling? Like, this like, is just. I'm so hyped thinking about Mulan. I'm like, yo, yes. it's, it's um, one of my yes. favorites. Like the Aladdin live action Aladdin, like, bruh, <laughs> bruh, like, yes, yes. All of, like all these Disney movies that we didn't even think about mm-hmm. that would have been people of color. That as a kid you were just like, oh, they're just people. No, they're just yes, people. yes, absolutely. Even I, Lion King, bro. Ooh, right, it was <laughs> like, fucking animals, it's but it's still, mm, yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I know. Like when you see things like that that are getting. Even Mulan, the rumor of it being a live action film, you can see the excitement versus, oh, Cinderella's getting yet another live action film. That's interesting, interesting story. But I'm not running to see a Cinderella like I'm running right. to see a Mulan or like I'm running to see a Lion King or an Aladdin or a fucking Princess and a Frog. Cinderella, Snow White, maybe Little Mermaid. I, Maybe we don't need a live action Little Mermaid, but you know it's coming. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, <laughs> you, you can see even before pre production and all that shit starts, just the whispers of <clears throat> these things being real. The amount of fan participation that you get with things like social media, you can go on Twitter and go through the hashtag live action Mulan, and I'm sure find a ton of motherfuckers ready for it. Like. Now the story is gonna be like the battles. Like the story is so big in Mulan that you get that with real people, yes, real sets, like real landscape. Like how mm. beautiful that's gonna look. Yes, like just yes. think, like just thinking about it. Like Mushu the dragon, like yes. the colors and all like the culture and all the things. You know the research that is being done for that. Yes. Like that. Yes. Like the same thing that was done for Wakanda when they did they went to all these African tribes like okay we're yes. gonna pull all these things you know they're in China right now like we're pulling all these things can you t- tell me more about this where can I find it is that a book let me get that book like, yes, you yes, know yes. what's happening yes. and I'm like yo it's gonna and everyone's gonna look at all these little Asian kids and all these older Asian folks are gonna look at this movie and say that looks like my grandma's house or my grandma mm-hmm, did something mm-hmm, like that or I mm-hmm. do something like that my little, mm-hmm. kids are, little kids are gonna be like yo that's my house that's my school like that's yeah. where I like all these things are gonna matter they're mm-hmm. gonna look familiar, and you're gonna latch on. I want that for so many people the same way. Like Black Panther was good for me. Like I'm yes. not Wakandan. Like right, right. <laughs> I, I'll claim the shit out of it. Same. But, <laughs> like just looking at that and looking at it on screen and having it be so effortless. 
Yes. You know, yes. like everything just seemed like it was it wasn't so far it wasn't a far cry to believe that Shuri was a genius. Absolutely. It wasn't a far cry to believe that Koye was a badass because Absolutely. I looked up like, okay, you black women are badasses. Yes. That's, that's what thank you for showing us. Like <laughs> it was it just felt real. And it, it just everything about it was dope. I I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, stand too long for <laughs> no. But that's. Me. I mean, it's it's the truth. <laughs> that that rant alone is enough for you to invest in finding people who fit things roles when you create different characters. Much like right. Malcolm, I don't know if they've had if they consulted a black man when they wrote this character. I no. <laughs> I don't like the treatment of him. I haven't found any issues really with him in the first four episodes past him attacking that man, but. I, I don't think a, white, a black man has been consulted with it get worse. handling Malcolm. Ugh, see, and uh, <laughs> I just... you you'll get frustrated, but it's it comes it, it, <laughs> Malcolm, because we love him because he's us. We yes. like look at him and he's fine and he's hardworking, he and he you're is. like, yes, but uh, they could have done you better. Uh, is there anything else that you like about the first four episodes? Like I know we're getting on track. <laughs> No, uh, no, no, that's cool. Uh, the first four, really, honestly, I love the cinematography. I love the wardrobe. I do not like Trish. Nothing she wears, I don't like it. It either looks like it should be on someone else, or I just, it just, she shouldn't be wearing it at all. Uh, but when it comes to Jessica, when it comes to Griffin, Malcolm, um, Oscar, uh, especially um, uh, Jerry, uh, Foggy, and then what's the Asian? Is that lady Asian, the other partner? Like I think brown she might people. be, yeah. And, okay. Yeah, I like everyone looks good. Everybody fits. Everybody's conventionally attractive. But something about Trish, I just, I don't like how stringy her hair look, and I don't like her clothing. But for everything else, I, I like it. I really do like this show. Um, I like the issues that Jessica is dealing with, and I like how it's presented to us. Um, I know when she had the comment with Oscar about her him being prejudiced and like, oh, you should look it up and such and such. That, for me, was a cringing moment, but I was like, okay, it has to, maybe that's repeated throughout the show, but it really felt like a white woman telling a black man or a man of color, like, I'm glad she didn't say racist. I'll say that. Right. I'm glad she didn't say racist. I mean, it wouldn't be because she's a superhero, a superpower person and not a different race, but that was a little hard for me to digest, but I was like, okay, I can suck it up to continue on with the show. Um, all in all, I do like the show. I like where it's been in these first four episodes. I never trusted Griffin. I'll say that much. Even when I saw him, I said, no, this motherfucker is an attractive cis hetero white man. No, mm -mm, I don't trust him. <laughs> right away, trash. I, mm -mm, <laughs> Throw not him at out. all. I just, I was like, no, nah, bitch, he's too charming, and that's such an odd thing to say. But for someone who was. Easy. He was likable by everybody. Everybody likes him. Uh, Trish's manager, Trish, her mom, um, even Jessica wasn't rude to him. She, right. you know, wasn't fawning over him. But it just he just felt off to me. I didn't like him. I liked him, but I I I don't trust him. That's what it is. I don't trust him. I'm not gonna say anything about that. So there, <laughs> I'll let I'll, I'll let you watch, and then you can just let me know. Just relay your feelings <laughs> as you like live, like just message me live, message yes. me what you're seeing, and yes. then because he, he's trash, but for like a litany of reasons, it's not just specifically because he's a fuckboy. Yeah. So, oh, Jesus, but man. there's there's a lot of things that are endearing about him as well. So it's it's yeah. it walks a line, but he's still okay. trash. Yeah horrible um 
shit, what about you? Anything else in these first four that stood out to you or that you liked? One of the things, like? Yeah. Um, one of the things I did want to bring on that we didn't even bring up really okay. um, was the fact that Jerry um, is dealing with kind of her mortality. Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. And we talked about like her going on her like acting out and going on a binge, but like why and i yeah. love that she, you know i don't love that she has als like mm-hmm. that's not what i meant but i like the fact that because jerry is throughout the whole show has seemed larger than life absolutely she seemed untouchable mm-hmm. unmovable unshakable yes um which is what you want in a badass lawyer like female lawyer character like mm-hmm. she has to be you know good and like strong and mm-hmm. tough and all those things and then we see her unravel Yes, like really unraveling, and I'm like this, and even it gets, <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> it gets it gets even more intense, and that's why I say the show starts to get emotionally taxing because even though we've only met them for one season, we're we're invested, absolutely, and yeah. we and we know what Jerry meant to Jessica and what Jessica means to Jerry, even mm-hmm. if they don't say it, and even though yeah. they at each other's throats every time they see each other, mm-hmm. but it's like watching Jerry like kind of lose it mm-hmm. and be terrified of herself and realizing that she's not on this mountain looking down at everybody but she's actually down at the valley with the rest of us and yes i, yes. I love where they're going with this and i love where they take it yeah um I'm really again i'm really excited to see that <laughs> for you to see what i've seen but Ooh, okay it's, i think it's an awesome storyline it's an awesome way to handle jerry and the, and how they're doing it it's a good way to like bring her down and mm. i'm for at least bring her down the human like levels because even with all the superpower people on the show who've mm-hmm. been injured hurt like Jerry's the only one who's kind of gotten off scot free every time. Like she fucked up her <laughs> right. Uh, her her oh yeah, her ex. Oh, she was trash to that woman. She was exactly yeah. I mean, yeah. even though she cut her up and that wasn't her fault. Yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, but she treated her like shit. She wanted to do those things even if she didn't. Even she if she did. <laughs> so I'm like, even after all that, she's still working. She's still making money, like untouched. But yeah. what else? Like crying at night. So this is what I think like humanized her, and I really like the fact that they did that this season. So yeah. Other than yeah. that, yeah, first four episodes are wild, bro. Oh God, yeah. She. Uh, what one thing I do like about her storyline is that they waited to tell us what because I thought she had cancer. I was right. like, does she have does she have AIDS? Does she have cancer? Does she like they they kept it vague until until they didn't, and I really I really like that because it kept me hanging on. Like, what the fuck is wrong with her? I need to know. But because if it's cancer, you know, shows are quick to say they got cancer. <laughs> like, yeah, that's almost like okay, it's, I know. Oh, girl, you got you got breast cancer, and then exactly. they got to tell everybody. They got to go to chemo. Then she's gonna lose her hair. And, and that's what I was thinking when they said it's <laughs> this is a breaching contract with your health shit. I was like, oh, so she's going to like you said, go to chemo, look sickly, and won't be able to do her job. But I, that's she on that empire shit because that ain't mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And that's so, the other side of things too is like the fact that Jerry's not being attacked from one angle, but two. You mm-hmm. know, like humanizing, like letting everybody know, like you're not above being ousted at this law firm yeah. either. Like, yeah, and like all these things. Like, I love that everyone who gets hurt is getting hurt from six to seven different angles, yes. and it works within the context of the show. Yeah, it doesn't yes. seem contrived or forced or anything. It's just like you believe it. You've had enough background for these characters for these things to matter to you, and mm-hmm. it works. And I love it. You damn I really right. do. You damn right. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Through all of this, these last these four episodes. Tell me who, if you can, is your favorite character out of these first four? Like, who's the the one that comes to mind first? Uh, I feel like my answer should be Jessica, only because <laughs> she's Jessica Jones, the namesake of the show. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm gonna say it's a really it's really a tie between Jerry and 
I w- I'm going to put Vito and Oscar as like one. As one, okay. I'll so, take that. But Oscar. <laughs> But Oscar and Jerry, <laughs> only because again, I like that Jerry's humanized. Now. I like that Jerry has been brought to kind of brought to heal almost, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and is asking for the first time Je- that Jerry's asking for help. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever, she's like, I need this, and there's like, there's always dirt if you know where to look. And in other episodes, you'll see that there is dirt where you, if you keep looking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that's Jerry, and the fact that Oscar and Vito one, I love a single dad narrative because they don't yeah. get dads matter too. Hashtag yeah, absolutely, um, <laughs> absolutely. But I love the single dad narrative. I love the fact that he loves his son enough to to kind of push people away, but also like to go above and beyond to protect him. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I also love their relationship. It's kind of like that little girl and Paul Rudd and Ant Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the the little kid can actually act and it doesn't it seems like a real relationship and there's yes. something about Oscar and there's something about Paul Rudd that seems fatherly mm-hmm. that seems really paternal and so I like the way that relationship is and I'm hoping that it's like I don't know where it goes from here but they they're throughout the entire second season it doesn't yeah. look like they're going anywhere that comes season three that Vito and Oscar are still a mainstay because yeah. it only makes sense Mm-hmm. So like yeah, those yeah. are my two. Those are my favorites. What about what about you? Oh God, uh, Malcolm. I I gotta go with everybody black. I, Malcolm. <laughs> I, I just gotta Jessica. I do like her progression this season. I do like. Um, I I think because of Trish, I've I've always liked Jessica, but I was like, oh, this bitch crazy, and she is drunk and she wrong. But because of Trish this season, I find myself liking Jessica that much more because I can see. I just feel like Trish is a horrible person, and Jessica is horrible, like you said, on purpose, but because she kind of has to be. Like, I'm, I have a target on my back because I'm a superhero, but show as you have this privilege where you can just be a regular person, but you still keep dragging me into shit. So, <laughs> exactly, Malcolm is my default. I want to go with Jessica, but it got to be Oscar, Malcolm and Oscar. You'll like, you'll, I think. I think they make us hate Trish, so we do like Jessica more. Okay. <laughs> um, specific, like as like as we go through the the rest of the season, you'll see that too. Like, but even without Trish, like you're really gonna like. I think this is the season where they solidify Jessica as like a person. Okay. Like, beyond superpowers, beyond past, like she is a person living in the now mm-hmm. and dealing with the effects of her past. It's like it's the fact that everyone else is bringing her past to her. Okay. It's the, it, it, you'll, and you'll even see a glimpse of her. Like they'll do it. I think they actually do do like a half an episode of her past. Okay. And it's like, you're like, that's how that happened. Like, like, <laughs> ah, okay. Like, what the fuck? And so like, I really think that Jessica is really going to be like, out of even out of all the Netflix Marvel properties, she's mm-hmm. going to be like the shining, like, st- uh, like head, like head and shoulders above everyone else because okay of what they do with this. And they, they, they ground her so Ooh, much because they break, they break her down, they build her up and they break her down. They build her up. It's like, uh, I'm so like, watch it soon. I am. <laughs> I am. I am. God damn it. Because I can't talk about it in this way with a lot of people. People watch it simply because it's good. Okay. Yeah, and not yeah. Because it's like, they don't look really in depth. Like, Oh, I love Jessica Jones and I love Luke Cage. <laughs> like really, but why? <laughs> oh, it's just so entertaining. Like I need in depth. I need right, 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 right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, watch it. it. It gets so much. It gets so much better. You will be sad. You will need uh, like comfort food, like all these uh, things. Like watch it while eating. Watch like, it while eating. Okay, okay. All these things. Like it gets. It gets. It gets good. Oh, so God. that's all I'll say until we talk about it again. Yeah, you got me nervous about it going for. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll do that. Shit. 
Well, <laughs> goddamn, this has been dope as fuck. Uh, please, please let everybody know where they can find you once again. And, of course, the links will be in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Well, I, lo- I live on the timeline. So if you guys want to follow me on Twitter or on, like, Instagram, it's on one name. It's Charnel B. It's C-H-A-R-N as in Nancy, E-I-L-B. Um, you can listen to me every other Monday on What Did You Do? Every Monday on Boys Love Beyonce. And every Tuesday on What About Your Friends? Mm. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> one of the hardest working men in podcasting. And, of course, listeners, these links will be in the show notes, um, all things social media and shows. Um, of course, find me. If you're listening, you're probably already subscribed. If not, please do subscribe. Uh, carefreeblacknerd.com. Catch me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Tweet with us. When you're listening to this episode, tweet us, me and Chanel, and say, oh, I didn't like this. I did like that. You were wrong. You were right. You were funny. You oh, weren't yes. funny. Let us know how you feel about Jessica Jones and the way blacks are portrayed, the way women are portrayed, queer, differently abled, all that. Let us know. Make this a conversation. And, um, for it. Shit. I don't know. So this <laughs> has been, I guess, the beginning of what <laughs> keeping up with the Jones. Um <laughs> Thank you all for listening and come back next time for more in-depth conversation and analysis of Jessica Jones and company. (laughs) All right.